Welcome to another episode of On the Clock. We're here with your hosts, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. All right, guys, thank you for joining us again for another episode of On the Clock. On today's agenda, we have a great, exciting agenda for you today. We are going to talk to, to my guy, Jaden Pask, is going to join the show from Jesuit over at Davidson. Pretty pumped to, to talk to him. Uh, also on the agenda, we got some NASCAR. We're going to talk a little about the, uh, the recent events that happened there. We're going to talk a little bit about the best receiving duo in the league. And then also on the clock today, this week, we have also Fantasy Football Leagues in the kickoff for us here. Uh, we look forward to you joining the show. Thanks for coming with us. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited about this, man. Uh, Our first topic, we're going to get into it pretty quick here. NASCAR comes out. There, there's an investigation that was done yep. around Bubba Wallace. And, and, and Raul, I know you were, you've been following this a lot. What exactly happened? What was the investigation about and what are your thoughts? Yeah, so... Uh, over, at, I believe it was, I think it's Talladega. They went ahead and bringing in their cars and storing their stuff and then spotted a noose. And I guess one of the members on the crew of Bubba Wallace spotted the noose, spotted the, the rope in question and reported to NASCAR. Bubba Wallace never reported it. He never was involved in that, in that aspect of it. Under investigation of the FBI, which 15 to 16 or something like that, agents, FBI agents went out to investigate what happened. Through their investigation, they find out that this rope has been there since six months ago. All right, now this piece of rope is shaped just like a noose. If you haven't seen this, it looks just like a noose. The excuse that has been given is that this is a garage door puller <laughs> to pull down the garage door. Okay, that's awesome. It's still a freaking noose. Like who in their right mind said, I'm going to pull down the garage door and shape my rope With into a noose. noose. Into a noose. It's still a noose. So <laughs> who was that guy? Was like, like what, what, what are you doing? Like, why can't you just grab a stick or something to pull down the door? You know what I mean? That's what should have been done. I don't understand why a it's chain. in the shape of a... Right. We're in 2020. There should be a chain. Well, the like, pulling it's like a traditional right. garage door closer. You have a chain. You, so Who's doing do this? you think investigation... So FBI conducted his investigation and, and determined that there was no wrongdoing. Right. There's no hate was crime the clear. or nothing. Yeah. There's no hate crime. It wasn't intentional. Yeah, but I don't believe it. What are your thoughts about <laughs> I that? I don't believe it. One, I don't believe it one bit. I mean, you... You could tell me it's a garage door puller. I have a lot of friends that have garage doors. I've never seen somebody tie up a noose <laughs> to pull down the damn garage door. Um, I've been in the military. I've seen great big bay doors that we had. They had chains, and we pulled those doors down. I've never had to make a noose or a knot, sling up a freaking rope to the top of a garage door and pull down the garage door, and then take it off and leave it laying on a table. That's what That's what I don't. I can't comprehend. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense to me. So... That's what well, happened in NASCAR. And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing too that I'm bringing up about that. Yeah. How many other garages have a new salsa? <laughs> is this the normal? Because the the, the the one thing that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me is it was only one garage. One. There's one door over forty just cars not to work. There's yeah. There's over forty cars that are there right. for, for for a race. Usually forty forty five cars that usually make qualifying. Right. You're telling me one garage door has it and we're hosting happens nascar to be happens to be bubba wallace right and it's not a hate crime right and it, it's an, and again that doesn't this, make is, any sense. this isn't a, a race with charity you know we're not doing a charity box car race all right or golf carts this is nascar's coming to your to your track to utilize your door has been broken for six months like i don't believe that i mean you, no. you didn't get this fixed or nothing like that and we and again who's the guy that says hey man i'll pull down that door here's a good idea let's get this rope that i have 
which I don't know who owns freaking rope, and then just go get rope. <laughs> but we're going to go get this rope, and we're going to tie it in a noose. And what we're going to do is we're going to swing it around, and we're going to throw it up to the top of the freaking garage, and we're going to pull down that door. That's what we're going to do. And then we're going to leave it there. And we're going to never fix months. it again. Right. Nobody's going to put it in And then a, we're going to assign that right. garage to Bubba Wallace. Exactly. Nobody's going to do a custodial uh, review of the place. Nobody did a walk Especially around. Especially during COVID-19. Right, we didn't shut down. <laughs> nobody did a walk there? around. Nobody sanitized the freaking place. But yet, there's a rope laying on the bench of a tool, of a tool bench, and it's a noose. Yeah, I don't care what you call it. It's a noose. All right. So, I, I did see the 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 mass walk. They walked out Bubba Wallace's car. I'm telling you right now, that gave me goosebumps. I haven't seen um, Mr. Petty come out to a race for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen him come out there. Maybe I'm wrong, but I haven't seen him. He, he thought it was a big deal. And again, he's 82 years old, so COVID mm-hmm. affects him more than it would affect me or you or anybody else that, that younger than his age. So to see him come out, give him a hug, I mean, that was that was, that was was awesome it's to powerful. see that, especially when they removed all powerful. the Confederate flags and stuff, and, you know, everybody's supporting Bubba Wallace. I think, I, I don't think, I, I just don't think it was, you know, a garage door puller. I don't. I really don't, man. Also, uh, your boy Brady was spotted throwing a, a couple passes, man. Did you check that out? I didn't. I did. Uh, even though the NFLPA came out and said, you know, don't do anything outside, right. kind of eliminate those kind of things. Brady was seen. A couple players were out there with him. About 10, 15 of them were out there throwing the ball with him. First of all, yeah, it didn't. Looked and, good. And, yeah, it did look good. I ain't going to lie to you. That, that did look good. But uh, what I was going to say to you was, do you know that um, I believe the two of the Bucks was it two or three had COVID? So to see him out two still players. outside throwing, that's pretty. Uh, Pretty determined that he's gonna have a great season, huh? I mean, are you surprised? It's Tom Brady. The guy wants I'm not to win. surprised. I'm he not surprised. He has a chance to uh, to host his first Super Bowl at yeah, home. You keep mentioning you're advertising the crap out of that. You <laughs> oh, love absolutely. that. You love that. But yeah. uh, but no, I'm excited to see him. Chris Godwin. I saw pictures of Chris Godwin was out there. Rob Gronkowski was out there as yep. well. I saw uh, pictures amongst, of your boy Brady. He, he's a uh, he lost some weight, man. That that Florida Sun got him he some pounds. Thin. Yeah, he's a couple pounds thin, buddy. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely dropping some weight out there in that Florida Tampa heat. Um, it's it been a hot one all week. I know for us here at practice this week in the morning, we've been uh, big boys been feeling it. It's been yeah. it's been a little sweaty. Yeah, man. And speaking of speaking of sports around Tampa, along with Tom Brady. A couple of sports teams and, and youth teams and high schools have called it quit early, man. A couple of them said, you know what, we're, we're yeah, going to shut down for the 2020 season. Yeah, and I'm a little surprised, to, to be honest with that, because really? I expected maybe those things to happen later. I think it's still too soon. I think most leagues, so think about youth, most leagues don't really get going till after July 4th. True. After the holidays, kind of where things really pick up a little bit. We're still, we're still about two weeks away from that. And then uh, also locally, so a high school had... Um, canceled their their season as well as a private school they canceled their season yeah. again a little early usually high school kids kind of go in the last week of july mm-hmm. to see people kind of pull the plug a little early i'm a little surprised but i'm interested in seeing if that sets a trend i think it does you know when when you know how this you know how this works man once one school does it or a college or something then it kind of just trickles down all the way to the youth league man so i, I i'm interested too i do agree with you it's a, it's a little bit early to call it but I can understand why, you know, I mean, these, these numbers, these spikes are, are pretty high. Um, and, if, and again, you know, football players, well, mostly coaches, coaches are, are superstitious how they start the season, right? If it doesn't start the same way as it did every year or something like that, they kind of like, oh, my God, this is not going to be a great year. So with this COVID thing already happening, I wonder if they're just like, you know what, let's just call it quits because there's too many rules because there is a lot of rules when you sports right. and in high school to how you can manage your practice and 
I've heard from a lot of coaches, different types of coaches from here in the local area, that they just don't like what's going on. They don't really like the fact that they have all these rules. You know what I mean? So calling it early, you know, maybe it's just an early precaution, but better safe than sorry. I mean, I can understand why. So what happens in the event, I'm going to put you on the clock here, what happens in the event there is a season and, and, and I mean, high school football does play and youth does play, does that end a program? No, I don't because think because you called it quits. Your kids I, are going to leave. I think the parents are a little bit more appreciative, man. I mean, and it's gutsy. It is gutsy. It is pretty gutsy to say, you know what, I'm calling it early. So I, I know what you're saying, but man, I mean, it, like I said, I can't be mad at a program that decides to be safe. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't get mad at that coach, that president, if they decide, hey, you know what, this is not a right time. This is not what we're working about. We don't want to do this. I can't be mad at them for being safe, even if there is a season. You know, there's going to be, you know, there's there's going to be those knuckleheads that you know, online, Facebook, that like to be in those Jerry Springer groups that sit there and say, oh, they're going to make fun of them and all that stuff. But again, it's I think they're going to be fine. I don't think that ends a program. Yeah, and, and I've been looking at it too, and, and this is now the third time I hear something, and once you hear one thing, you kind of look, you raise your eyebrow. Two, you start doing a little research. Three times, and now you start listening to it closely. And I've been hearing a lot around the fact that they may even push fall sports into spring. Right. And I know I mentioned that earlier on one of our podcasts. It's kind of an idea for to still have a season. Now I'm starting to hear reporters, I'm starting to hear media outlets talk a lot about, hey, maybe it's best that we push all fall sports into January and right. have a 2021 fall sports, but in the spring. I mean, you got to have some for those seniors, man. This is a bad bid for the 2020 football right. players or graduates that, that got to miss their graduation and prom and things like that. It's a bad bid for the 2021 guys, man. They want to have a football season, but you got to salvage something to, to get these guys on film to get to colleges. I just I really think there's going to be a super increase in D3, D2 schools. You know what I mean? Because D1s, if they don't have film, they don't have that much exposure on you, they're not really going to take a chance on you if they don't have nothing to watch. So they're going to probably want to go ahead and say, okay, let me let me not take a chance on these guys. Let's just take the, the guys that committed to us and let's, let's move on. D2, D3, there might be a super increase of, of stud athletes that join there and then later on, when everything calms down a year later or whatever, they can hit the portal and, and then leave. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think that's for sure it's going to be the case. I think I think colleges are also going to look more in the JUCO ranks right. and, and pull some kids there because at least now they play college. There's college film on them, especially if there's relationship built. I mean, I think about our guy, Will McDonald, over there in, in Miami yeah. with, with his JUCO school there. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's being hit up for dudes all the time. So that's going to be interesting to kind of see how that plays out and, and how that rolls into these times we're in right now. Yeah, man, because I definitely, I mean, don't get me wrong, I want to have a season, especially an NFL season. You know how much I love doing these these comparisons and, and things. You know, like, for instance, you know, word around the league, right? Who's the best wide receiver duo going into the 2020 season? Like, there were so many trades, so many pickups. I would love to see these duos now, right? Especially for you, like you. You got your Tom Brady and your Bucks. There's no question who the top duo is. That's <laughs> it, it's it's a end of argument immediately oh, when the conversation man. starts. Mike Evans, <laughs> Chris Godwin are number one, clear board across the board, no question. Is that number wise? Or are we talking from your heart? We're talking from your heart, or we, oh, we got stats? Both. Here? Oh my god, we got god. both. So as you mentioned, stats. You know, I'm a stats guy. I like, yeah. I like to, to reference that all the <laughs> I know time. You do. How many times have you in the recent? I don't know, twenty years. <laughs> seen two, two one thousand yard receivers play on uh, the same team. on the same team. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. I mean, the last time, shoot, let's see, let's see, last time would probably be I don't know Packers when they had Favre, right? When they had Sharp in them, or shoot, when 
And then Moss and Carter? I don't know, man. That, that's a good question. These yeah, two guys go definitely back threats. a little bit. You, you think about Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt. Right. And Mr. Mike Fury, my guy. Remember yeah. my guy? Yeah. So he was there as well. Right. Uh, and, and they had Jameis throwing him the ball. Yeah, I remember. So so another thing, too, you know, they, they did a little comparison. So I'm going to give you two receivers. Okay. Chris Godwin, Julio Jones. Wow. Who are you picking? If, if you're starting a team tomorrow Bro. and you're picking a receiver, who are you picking? Starting a, We're starting a team. We're starting a team. This is your first have, receiver. Oh you already picked God. quarterback. You pick offensive line. What Julio? This what year Julio? Receiver. Am I getting 2020 Julio Jones or am I getting the fresh from Alabama Julio Jones? Who, who am I getting? Well, we're getting Julio from three years ago. Julio same, Jones. Same time Chris Godwin came out. I'm going Julio Jones. So He's a monster. Fun fact. Fun fact. Did you know Julio Jones and Chris Godwin are separated by less than 100 yards? Ooh. What's the count? So, so in that same time frame, so Julio Jones in the last – the last three years has j- just under 3,000 yards. Okay. He's at about 28, 28, 40. My man, Chris Godwin, is at 2,700 yards in the first three years. So he's 100 less than Julio? Yeah, a buck 40. Wow. A buck 40 less than, than Julio in the same That's first three stuff. years. So Julio Jones, just over 20 touchdowns. Right. For his first three years, Chris Godwin, 17. Wow. So he's doing it's not a damn that far thing. off. Yeah, it's and, not. and think about it. Chris Godwin played with Mike Evans while Mike Evans was in his prime. Right. Because right. Mike Evans is still in his prime. When Julio Jones, three years ago, he was the only dude. Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, give it to you. there was. I mean, you, you had you had Manu Sanu that played with him a little bit during that time. Yeah. Um, you had some other receivers that played with him a little bit during that time. You know, you had Calvin Ridley kind of join the stage with him about a year ago. Yeah. But as you really think about it. Julio, Julio Jones is a clear-cut number one. Yeah. Chris Godwin is second fiddle, technically te- second fiddle to Mike Evans. So do you think he repeats these numbers with Tom Brady? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, now, not, me, I mean, come on. Let, I'm, I'm going to say this again. It's not better. It's not better because here's, here's what I'm going to say. Really? Yeah, because Brady loves to throw that number two guy because Evans is going to see a bunch of double coverage. If you're a DC, how do you stop Evans, Godwin, Gronk and OJ. I, but this is what I'm trying to say, man. Brady loves those guys. I think I, I think he's going to show them love. I really do. But Brady's a check down guy. He's going to show more love to the backs than he is those guys. And Brady's so complicated. You know, I, I'm interested to see how what the sheet of music that they're going to be on. I, I really am. And I, I don't know if the, I don't know if he duplicates a thousand each. I don't know if he duplicates yeah. that again. Do I you? think it happens. I think oh, sure. Man. I think for sure. I think they both. They both get over a thousand yards, and they're both close to ten touchdowns apiece. Man, that's gonna be I'm, again. A piece. It's Tom I think Brady. Brady throws he's for five thousand yards. Yeah, I got. He throws for five thousand yards. Um, and, and your check down question, you know, comment you made earlier. Yeah, you become a check down machine when you ain't got no outside receiver throw the ball to New England. <laughs> name name two receivers that play on the outside for New England. That I'll were wait. no. That what do you mean? That were that he had. Yes, Man, recently I, in the, la- in the were, last four when years, they were healthy when they were healthy. He had Amendola and freaking Edelman on there. Two slot receivers. Two Who slots. Two, and that, that's check down, right? That's over the middle. That's at middle middle curl. You know, find open grass. He's letting Gronk up there about, wide. Right. And he's how well did he wide. do? He did great. Down the field. Yeah, he did. He did great. And again, I'm not taking away from Tom Brady. I think you're going to have an expl- I think this is the most explosive offense he's ever had. I think I you guys got to go pick up a running back. I think you do need to go pick up a, another back. You have a decent one there now. He's, he's a good one. I like one Ronald there. Jones. Uh, yeah, Ronald Jones is going to do well. He does. He does. He really does. I think you need to pick up one more for depth. 
I think you need to pick one more seasoned guy that. for depth. I agree with that. But, uh, yeah, I think this is the most explosive offense he had. Your defense wasn't horrible last year. They, they did a lot of good things. James put them in bad spots, right? So you would think, okay, experience comes in, and let's rock and roll. So I'm, I'm excited to see what, you, what happens to your team because I tell you what, if you don't have a great season, we're going to be right here on the clock talking about all the bad things that's going on. And I want to hear all the excuses that you have to tell me, well, you know, no excuses. this could happen. Because, no again, excuses. while you mentioned Godwin, you know that in your division, you have other I know. duos in there that, that oh, are doing yeah, just as good, right? Out of the top six, we got three of them in our own division. Right. We got Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Exactly. And and then we also got what Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. And Calvin Ridley, man. So those are good duels in their own right. Now, he, those guys didn't get 1,000 yards each or whatever cases like your guys did. Jameis was a throwing machine even though he, he threw, you know, 266 picks. A lot to picks. the other team. Right, right, right. <laughs> even though he threw all those picks. But, I mean, he was a throwing machine to those guys. And I think it had to do more with uh, what those guys did after they caught the ball. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, you got those guys. You got Hopkins and Fitzgerald, right? They're I'm not excited the to see that one. I'm excited. To I'm see excited that. to see that one with, with, with the Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see how that how that meshes all together. I am too. Uh, how he develops in his second year now, because you know, w- w- with him being kind of a out the pocket kind of guy, moving the pocket, using a little right. more of the of the modern NFL with the read options and the RPOs. I'm interested in how that works with with Hopkins and, and Larry. I am too. You also got freaking Landry and Odell over at Cleveland. Right now, Baker has had some some bust. <laughs> sloppy. I don't think he's bust. a bust. No, I'm not gonna say he's a bust yet. I think he's not in the best position to learn. I don't think he has a great quarterback coach to teach him. Okay, who? And, and that's my opinion. But I do say this though: if if nobody picks up Cam Newton, I'm gonna be upset. But I think Cleveland should make a good push. For sure, they should. Oh, For sure, they should, should make a great push to go get that guy. Because Cleveland's defense wasn't horrible. It wasn't. It wasn't. Wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible like in past years. They they definitely played tough and kept the ball game closer than uh, for three or four quarters as much as they could possibly. I don't remember seeing Cleveland get blown completely out in games, but I do remember Baker, you know, struggling a little bit um, to make those reads. And hopefully he learns another year. But I, I put Cam Newton right behind him because as soon as he screws up, we throw in Big Cam, and now so now we're rolling. He, here's an unpopular opinion. I'm okay. gonna give you an unpopular opinion here. Odell has. No more than 800 yards this year receiving. Mm, okay. Drivers doesn't get over 500. What are we asking? You're, are you telling me that's what's going to happen? Yep. That's that's my that's unpopular because everybody thinks Odell's going to have a great year. Yeah. Odell's going to do you know 1,200 yards, get his 12 touchdowns. Drivers Lane is going to be another potential thousand yard receiver. Right. I don't think they come close. That's I don't think true. They come close. That's true. I mean, I, if I anything, that's, I that's think Baker Mayfield young- is your. Is your ultimate check down guy? But that's because I think he's, he's been throwing the ball to the tight end. He's gonna be throwing the ball yeah. to those running backs out the backfield. I don't think I. I, I feel bad for Odell. The guy got <laughs> traded from the Giants over to uh, to, to, to the Baker, Browns. He went from bad to worse. Well, Baker, Baker, I think he needs to learn. I think he does need to learn. I think you have a guy like Cam Newton to throw to him. It becomes a different story. Those numbers definitely increase. I think they he can do it. But again. Baker needs to learn. So maybe they don't have those yards. Maybe they don't have them. I know over uh, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, right? We were talking about those guys. That's wide receiver duels. With Jared Goff. Yeah, with Jared Goff. There's gonna, I think that's going to be a good duel. Uh, what, oh, yeah, what they, about they, they trade away. They traded away um, Brandon Cooks 
They did to Buffalo. They trade away to Buffalo, so yeah. now that kind of opens the door for Cooper Cup to kind of step and in and take more of a predominant role. Right, right. And I agree with that. So that you get a little bit more, you get a little bit more uh, looks, some more targets. Yeah, but we got Jared Goff throwing on the ball. <laughs> Goff ain't a horrible quarterback. He was better when he had he's a running 15. game. He had a better. He's top fifteen. He's top fifteen. He's top fifteen quarterbacks right now. Absolutely. He just needs a running game. He needs a desperate running game because that's it's what helps. A lot him. of needs. He a lot needs. of needs for a top fifteen quarterback to need. Every a great game. quarterback needs a great running back. <laughs> Every quarterback had a great running back to help them propel their game. It has. It has to happen. Um, DJ Metcalf over at Seattle and Baldwin. I like and, that and one. I like. Uh, I mean, I would probably say uh, Baldwin. Okay. More than I mean, I, I I almost see that as a as a three headed monster there. Right. Uh, with the three of those guys, Baldwin has injury concerns, can't really stay on the field, so I think that's why he's not really being considered as a top duo with Tyler Lockett. Um, I I think DK has a breakout year. I do too. I think that guy that guy has a Terrell Owens oh kind God. of physique to him. Yeah, man. Uh, and he has great speed, great, great height, yeah. can catch the ball. And Russell Wilson, he he's known to fall in love with the receiver. Right. Right. You know he loves Baldwin. He forces the ball to him quite a bit. That's his go-to guy. Lockett kind of took it over as the year went on when Baldwin's again injured. And I think I think DK becomes that guy for him this See, year. DK, DK for me, man, last year he, he did great, but he, he lost me a lot of points in fantasy because of the fact that he would fumble the ball. So I need him to hang on to the damn ball. That's what I really need him to <laughs> His arms are so damn big, and that ball looks like a small tic-tac in his hands. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I need him to hang on to the ball. You know what I mean? No, I, I completely agree with you. And, and talking about fantasy football, yeah, man. I'm gonna go back. To, I'm, I'm gonna go back to my dude Chris Godwin. Yeah. Right. So Godwin put up similar stats. Right. To Julio last year. <laughs> you love comparing him to Julio. <laughs> okay, but but because right. Julio is one of the best. He is. He so is. You compare him to one of the best. If you're gonna compare somebody. Might as well do it to right. to someone that's doing it well in their in, in their board. Julio Jones is a top ten player off yeah, the board. Absolutely. Chris Godwin is. Maybe a second, third round, depending on how many people you got in your league. Right. Maybe third round pick. Right. So value wise for me, oh, let go ahead. Pick Julio. Right. Pick a guy that's going into his ninth, tenth year. <laughs> that's in the season I'm gonna guy, get huh? I'm gonna get a four I'm gonna get the guy going in his fourth year with the GOAT as right. his quarterback in the third round. Yeah, it's a good pick by the Bucks. It was a good pick to to get him, man. It was a good look. They they got a young, fast receiver that again, that probably that receiver coach or whoever was battling for him in that in that in that room that, you know what I'm saying, that, that draft room was sitting there saying. Paid hey, off. Yeah, paid off. They really wanted him and, and then just kept praising him in the war room, saying, hey, we got another Julio Jones on our hands if we get this kid. So, you know, that's so good stuff. The big thing coming out of college for Chris Godwin right. was the guy catches everything. And I've mentioned on the podcast before when we talked about, you know, Bucks, and I think it was on our very first podcast with Tom Brady coming in, Tampa Brady coming <laughs> in. Right. So there's only been two receivers in the league. Right. To have more than 75 catches, right. but yet only drop less than 1% of the balls thrown their way. Who's this? This is Godwin? I bet, you, I, I bet you can name the first one. First one First one you can name. It's Hopkins. Larry Fitzgerald. Who did what now? Less than 1% of balls dropped. Really? I would think with Hopkins. I Larry, Larry, Larry wow. will break. Larry's going to break the record for balls caught versus drop passes. Really? Put it this way. Larry has more tackles on defense than he does drops in his career. No, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I, okay. thought, I thought Hopkins was owning that record. He He's on there. He's not right. far off from it. But as far as less than 1% of drops, Larry Fitzgerald, guy behind him, right. Chris Godwin. Godwin. <laughs> guy catches <laughs> everything thrown to him. He does, man. It's easy to catch five-yard routes and slants. 
No, yeah, I'm kidding, Jameis, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Jamie, Jamie doesn't believe in five he yard doesn't, routes. He, he stretches the field. He, he only does. believes in sixty-five yard blind throws <laughs> in double coverage. He does, man. Saying, Chris, please help me. See, George, you make a great point, man. With all these stats that we're talking about, with all these numbers and great players, this is why I'm excited to announce, man. Here we go. You ready for this, George? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let them know, listeners. Here you go. Fanstreamsports.com is going to have their own. Fantasy Football League. Me and George, we're going to battle out with Sports Caffeine. We're going to battle out with some of the other people. Set the sales. Set the sales. We're going to set it off with Ballistics. We're going to go ahead and get on with these guys and do Fantasy Football. But we want you also to join us as well. We want to have some one-on-one time with the listeners. Fanstreamsports.com. We also here at On The Clock, we're going to do it as well. We're going to go ahead and do our own Fantasy League separate from Fanstreamsports.com. We're going to do it here. We want you to join us, okay? So if you're interested in joining with the league, you can find us on Twitter by searching On The Clock Radio. Find us on Instagram, searching On The Clock Radio. Send us an email, ontheclock20 at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook by finding us at On The Clock Radio. Send us a message. Uh, if you're friends of ours, shoot us a text if you want to join. Yeah, man. And we'd love to, we'd love to have you there and, and battle out with us and, and have a good time. There's going to be prizes. There's going to be, it's going to be trophies. It's going to be, it's going to be a blast. I'm excited for it. It's going to be a movie. That's what it's going to be. That's what, It's going to be a movie. It's going to be a movie. It's going to be a movie. So if you feel like you can battle me and George head-to-head on this fantasy football, come see us. You can meet me on the 50. Line that S up. You understand me? And we get to go. <laughs> All right. On the other side of the break, we have uh, a conversation with Jaden Pask. We talked. We, we were able to catch up with him earlier this week, see how he's doing and how he's uh, doing over at Davidson. You're not going to want to miss that conversation on the other side of the break. Hey, on the clock fans, listen up. This is something that's exciting that's coming to you. It's going to change you sports. You don't want to miss this. We have YSR changing you sports and how you search these teams. It's going to be launching July 4th. You don't want to miss this. Again, save the website, YSRUSA.com. Uh, you'll be able to plug in your zip code, find organizations in your local area. Also, if you're a private coach and want to get listed, visit them at YSRUSA.com. They're going to be the official Yelp of U Sports. You're on the clock. Brain and shoot my shot. I'm still with the demons. Ooh, I keep it thorough. I got five chicks in New York. That means one in each borough. I'm in the pocket like bro. All right, so next up on the show here, I got one of my favorite players of all time. We have with us Mr. Jaden Pask joins the show. How you doing, man? What's up, Jaden? Good, Good. How are you? Good, man. So, so for those that, that don't know Jaden, of course, if you played football, you gotta know who this kid is because he was preventing your offense from doing anything, <laughs> especially in Little League <laughs> over at Jesuit. Um, you know, this guy, the young man, played over at the Town Country Packers here locally. Um, played also for the, for the West Chase Colts. Shout out those two organizations for developing a great student athlete. Um, and then he killed it over at Jesuit. I know uh, when I first first met you, Jaden, you were, I think, nine, eight years old, mm-hmm. eight, nine years yep. old with the Packers. Uh, played middle linebacker. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Even, even a little bit of center. Even a little bit of a center. Little bit of center. <laughs> whatever, whatever the team needed, man, this kid, uh, this kid definitely did. And then we ended up playing against each other. So I never forget. I'm with the Chiefs. You're over there with the Colts, and and for it's, it felt like it was the entire game. But for he had a series that was like six plays in a row. He made a tackle three yards in the backfield, six <laughs> yards in the backfield. We couldn't stop. Him. We couldn't stop him. Could not yeah. stop him. I tried to cut him. He jumped over a kid. I tried to <laughs> oh, double team him. I think I remember that play actually. <laughs> <laughs> Try to cut him. Didn't work. Try to double team. He just run through the kids. 
it, it was right. it was like it was a man playing with a bunch of little kids. Right, right, right. That's all. That's all it was. So we should have checked his birth certificate. Is what that should have happened. Absolutely. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Absolutely. Uh, and then and then got we had the opportunity. I was game playing against him in high school. So here we are. I think it was two years ago. Now it's a regional semifinal yep. game. It's Jesuit Jefferson, old rivalry. Yep. And you know I'm I'm watching film and, and I knew he played there and I'm like man 22, 22 this kid just keep making plays I go I think that's past that has to be him <laughs> I go on to match preps scroll down start looking for the number I go oh there he is no no it's making doing the same thing he was in little league yeah yeah he's, he's just history you know, repeating itself over and over again yeah, so that week <laughs> that week I'm telling I'm telling my my, my quarterback Tyler Thomas find 22 and go the other way. <laughs> Wow. Whatever 22 is, let's go the other yeah, way. He, he's all over us. And then I remember Jedra started moving him around. He'd be on the right side, and then they flip him over to the left side, and they kept trying to play that game. So, I, you know, growing up, really close to your pops, really close to your family, you know, w- what does it mean to you to have, you know, that military background and your dad served, you know, thank you for, thank for you your dad's service, service yeah, and, absolutely. and everything that he's done. Talk a little about, you know, the role he's played with you and your mom, because your mom spent a lot of time you know, raising you guys alone as, as your dad was taking care of the country and everything. So talk a little bit about that relationship and, and how that's kind of influenced you to be the, the main you are today. Yeah, with my dad being in the military, you know, it's always been, you know, hard knocks, not only just football, but just life in general. You know, I mean, not only is he in the military, but, you know, he's a police officer as well. Mm. Um, so, you know, 24-7, you know, just getting molded, um, you know, by the military codes, by the, you know, police department codes and stuff like that. But right. also with just a bunch of love, um, you know, he, he's, you know, my best friend. He's the guy that I look up to with everything. He's the guy that I take, you know, every time in high school, he'd always be like, he goes, I know your coaches are going to tell you something, but, you know, I'm always going to be right behind you telling, you know, what you need to know. And, you know, because I know you, I've, you know, obviously you're my son. Um, but yeah, he, he, I, I can't, you know, thank him enough for all that he's done. Um, you know, even in times like when he was gone, I think my junior year, um, he was gone and, he, you know, he had my huddle and he was still able to, you know, coach me from, you know, all the way up in, Af- in Africa. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he's a great dude. It, it taught me a lot of life left lessons, you know, I mean, even since the Packers, I know you say that, you know, you had to check my birth certificate, but uh, you know, I was always, you know, the smallest kid. I was always, you know, not the fastest, you know, I'd always do my job, but the one thing he always told you is, you know, you, you got to always you play with some swag. You always got to, you know, tell, show the other team, you know, that you're not just this little, you know, kid that, you know, you have a lot of fight in you, you got to play with heart. And that's the one thing that, you know, I think that he's taught uh, me growing up is that, you know, if you have heart, you can do anything, um, especially in the game. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think him, I'm blessed to have him as a dad. It's, I couldn't ask for anything better. You know, growing up, seeing your pops and, and just seeing the, the relationship you guys have, is I've always said it's a very special relationship that you guys have on and off the field and, and, and the love you guys have for Chinese school. You know, that, that year that he was away, your junior year, still watching your huddle film, giving you feedback, giving you tips. So, you know, I, I watch a lot of your film, scouting <laughs> you and, and, just, and just watching your highlights. And I've seen you take a punt off a kid's leg and block a punt and literally catch it in your stomach and score. Everybody's like, yeah. where's the ball? And, and <laughs> in the end zone. He's in the end yeah. zone already. Um, but you think about your senior year, I know it's a long time ago now, but I've been about a year. But you think about your senior year of high school, what was your, your favorite play, your most memorable play that you kind of re- recall? You're like, man, that's that's what I'm going to tell my friends when I'm sitting around with my kids and, and their kids. Like back in the days, what your pops used to do. But what was mm-hmm. your favorite high school play? Um, I think, you know, and of course, just because it was a rivalry, a rivalry, um, versus TC, 
Um, you know, it's always a big, big game, a lot of hype. Everyone, you know, all the stands are getting into it. And it was the one play, I think, I don't, I don't remember what quarter it was in, but uh, Bussy was coming on a, on, a, on a motion. And obviously, Bussy's at NDSU right now, balling out, like literally had two cut touches for, you know, two touchdowns in that one game, like insane. Um, you know, we always were, were scouting him out and see what he'd do, but he went in motion and I was coming off the edge. And as soon as he got the ball, I just, you know, literally picked him up and, and literally tackled him for like a five-yard loss. And it was, I think it was on a third down too. It was, it was, it was a really, you know, pivotal point of the game. And it was just, it was so hype. Like that's definitely the one play that like, I mean, it's the first one on my huddle. Like it's like <laughs> the one play that I, you know, I have pride and joy about because it was just, you know, really good running back. And I was able to, you know, hit him pretty hard. And I always talk about him like, hey, Bussy. I was like, how hard <laughs> did that feel? And he was like, bro, you put me on my butt, man. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah, think man, that's, uh, that was a big play for especially being a third down. And you're right, it was a third down and short. It wasn't long. They were trying to get him out to the edge. And mm-hmm. you came off the edge and, and man met man and another man won that day. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Kudos, kudos to you there. And going through your, your high school recruitment, you had a lot of schools, especially with the grades, SAT scores. You know, you guys have always been big around the grades, grades first, you know, the students in front of the athletes always. So talk a, bit, talk a little bit about why you chose to go to Davidson. What what does Davidson mean to you, and why did you make that decision to go there? Um, you know, going into my senior year, I didn't really have a lot of looks. Um, I had a couple, you know, D2, D3 offers. Um, and, you know, the, the division really doesn't matter anything for me. It's about, you know, where I would fit, where the school, um, how good the school is. But, you know, when Davidson reached out to me, it was, you know, all love, just right out the gates. Um, you know, the first call that I had with that recruiter, it was, you know, as if I knew that dude for forever. And I'm a big, you know, family type team or family, you know, bond that, you know, the teammates share, that the coaches share. Um, so when that, that, when he first reached out to me and that whole, you know, communication kept going on that was you know the big thing that stuck out to me was how much of a family you know Davidson actually is I mean they're 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 low or their you know motto uh, with we uh, we is like win everything with everyone you know win everywhere so it's a big family unit and then also just you know like you said my you know grades are number one especially with my dad you know he likes to harp on you know being the best in school uh, so Davidson's, you know, the 12th best private school in the nation. Um, so that obviously caught my eye. And then just the location in general, I think North Carolina is probably, you know, besides Florida, obviously I lived in Florida for all my life, but I think if there's one place that I could go live is, is North Carolina. The, you know, the weather's beautiful. You have all four seasons. I mean, I've seen snow for the first time. It was, you know, it was a great, great choice that I made. Um, which is crazy. Florida boys seen snow. I didn't know what it was. I was <laughs> taking pictures, FaceTime my mom, uh, <laughs> all that. But yeah, I think it was just, it was a combination of, you know, just the school being so great. Um, you know, the football program, I mean, it was on the rise. I mean, before uh, our coach Scott Abel got there, I mean, they were like not above a 500 team at all. Like they were going two and seven, you know, barely winning the game. And then, you know, our coach came in and literally flipped the entire program. Like, came in we went six and five and I you know I saw that and was like you know I, some, something's brewing up in you know North Carolina something's something's going on uh you know and so I just took that leap of faith and you know they told me that I would have a really good shot of you know participating and you know helping the team out from the beginning and you know I mean they didn't lie that was another thing that you know whatever the coaches told me whatever you know they were trying to tell me would happen and it did so they're being very honest and you know I, I really appreciate that um but yeah I mean just 
it's it's I'm blessed to have you know received that opportunity, and I'm happy with my decision. I wouldn't change it for the world. Man, that's awesome, man. Just hearing you speak and, and carry yourself, man. And I, I and I know the listeners can't see you, but we're, we're I'm looking at you, man. And everything you talk about, I can see the conviction in your face, your eyes, and how much you enjoy it, man. I, I didn't get a chance to to coach against you or anything like that, but I can tell, man, that uh, uh, Davis has got a real a real gem over there, man. Uh, if you don't I mind, I, I, how was your first year, man? How did that go? Was it exciting, it was, weird, or what? It was definitely uh, it was crazy. I mean, I you know when going into it, I just wanted to make the travel team. You know, I mean that was my goal. Uh, make the travel team, maybe special teams. Um, but, I mean, I go up there and, you know, I'm the rotator. Like, I'm going in, you know, third quarter, second half when, you know, we're killing teams because they can't stop our offense. Um, but I, I, I'm going in there and I'm making plays. I mean, I had about, I think, somewhere like 32 tackles or something like that the whole year. Um, but it was exciting, man. Definitely, definitely nervous, though, because, I mean, I'm a, I was a freshman going in with the big dogs. And, you know, I think coming from Florida, it, it definitely helps, you know I mean? 813 is insanely talented. Florida in general is insanely talented. Um, so I think, you know, I was nervous, but at the same time, I knew that, you know, I was prepared by all my coaches. Um, and I was prepared just, you know, physically wise for what I faced down here to go up there. But it was definitely, it was a dream come true. I remember putting on the pads for the first time and wearing that jersey and just being like, dang, like I made it. You know what I mean? I, yeah. All those people that told me that I couldn't make it, you know what I mean? Step by step, either whether it was going to, you know, little league to high school, but now, you know, high school to college, like I made it, like I'm D1 now. <laughs> like it, it, it was definitely, it was definitely surreal. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a great time. Um, I, it's crazy. It still, it still blows my mind that I, I went past so fast. Right, um, but it was definitely a great time. You know, you, you said something there uh, just now that you, you were saying that playing in Florida prepared you to to play somewhere. Is it because you think it's, it's the type of competition, or how it's how it's so huge down here that that kind of helped it propel you, or what do you think? Um, I think it's a combination of you know the players for sure, but then right. also the coaching. Like I think Jesuit in in general. I like I talk to kids all the time. I talked to Joe Hodge today, and they're like, "How did you guys get?" your defense to just shut everybody down. Like, and I was like, God, it's the game planning. Like we would literally, yeah. the things that I do now in college, I did in high school. Oh, um, so it's like second nature. So, yeah. You know right, what I mean? So right. obviously, obviously everyone's a lot bigger. Everyone's, you know, the same speed. It's not like you have to worry about one person. It's like, you have to worry about the whole offense now. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> definitely, the, definitely the coaches, you know, help. But I mean, also the players, I mean, you got to think the players that I played with in my class, I think 2019 had the most, it's insane how many kids either went D1 or went to play college football. I mean, right. at my school, Dane Belton, Larry Hodgins, I mean, you had Amarion Brown that I had a face against literally every single year because he was at uh, TC or Jefferson. Right. And then you had, you know, kids that it was crazy. I mean, all across Florida, you had kids that were just animals. Um, <laughs> and even kids above, above or below me. I mean, you had Jordan on last week. That dude's a dog. Play right. with him all throughout my, you know, TYFL year. Um, you know, you have all these kids that, you know, Jordan Aldokin, you have Chris Aldokin, you have Ray Ray, like all these kids I've played with, like, it's insane. It's insane how much Florida is actually, like, it's top tier. Like, I fight with everybody at Davidson. I'm like, you know, Florida's the best. Like, you can't even, you can't even, like, tell me anything other than that. We, we still like, have no, those Texas. battles down here, too. We, we, we argue yeah, with coaches like, from Texas and stuff. Like, look, bro, it's, like Texas, it's different over California, here, man. Like, it's so much different, bro. Florida football is, right. is legit. 
It's, it it's serious. So what, what question or advice or more advice would you give, uh, you know, a kid that's in his junior year, senior year, that's going through that offer stage right now. And it's like, you know what? I'm not getting the looks. I'm not, it's getting frustrated. Right. Yeah. What advice do you give to, to that, to, to that youngster to, to kind of keep his head down, keep the grind, trust his coaches. What, what, what is your advice to, to that young man? that's in the same shoes. Maybe you were a couple of years ago. Um, it's just believe in yourself, man. Believe in your talents. Believe in, you know, what you have to offer. Um, you know, never, like I said, like I always got told that I was too small, you know what I mean, too too slow, never would have got there. But, you know, I just push all that away and just, you know, keep pushing. It's going to, you know, there's going to be times, there's definitely times during that, um, you know, recruiting process in general that I was just like, man, this is just not going how, you know, I thought. Like, I know I'm good. I've, I had over 100 tackles my senior year, like, second team all state like I don't know why I'm not getting these looks but you know everything I think God has a plan for everybody and you know it, it, it fell into my lap I wasn't even looking for it didn't even you know really didn't even know what Davidson was before they came up to me and you know just kept pushing kept grinding kept you know reaching out to coaches and everything just kind of fell into place um so yeah if I had one advice it'd just be keep pushing like you know don't listen to everybody just know what you have to offer know how talented that you are and you know just keep going that's awesome and then and, th and then my follow-up is okay so now you know kids got an offer they've accepted they're, they're ready to make that jump and go into college talk yeah. about the college life and, and being a true student athlete but now in the college atmosphere how much difference is that and what can a kid do to get himself mentally prepared to go up to college and play uh, early on like you did yeah, I mean, for one, just on the school side, it's it's all about time management. I think you know because you have you you have classes and then you have meetings and then you have practice. Like you really, I mean, during my freshman year, I think I maybe had an hour and a half, maybe two hours in between my last class and then practices or meetings. So I think it's just all time management, and you know, it's it's gonna wear you out. You're gonna be tired. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna be like, wow, why did I choose to do this? You know what I mean? Because it's just it's just a grind. <laughs> It's, it's seriously, it's such a grind. And, uh, but I think it's just, you know, keep your head down and just keep, you know, just keep pushing and just always know that, you know, you love the game of football and just remember the love of the game. I mean, honestly, like just always remember, like I've played this game since I was nine years old. I mean, even flag football at four when I wasn't even supposed to be playing. Um, but I mean, just the love of the <laughs> that game. That goes back and, to like, that birth certificate thing there, Jaden. That goes yeah, back to, yeah, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, just, just you know, always remember the love of the game. Remember all the memories, the brotherhood, all that stuff, and just just keep keep grinding, man. It's a grind. If it was easy, everybody would do it. You know what I mean? So you just know that you're, you know, the top 1% of, you know, all the kids that were in your class, all the kids that are below you, and just, just know that you made, you made it and that, you know, you don't want to you don't want to fail at that. You want to keep pushing and keep going. So, yeah, time management just understanding that you know the rules have changed and you got actually school first for real for real now because you're in college and and just you know keep keep it up keep your keep your your love for the game and keep your devotion that's great man i, I listen man george told me before george told me he goes hey you're gonna love having Jaden on man he's he's a he's a guy's guy you know what i mean he's a he's a man's man so I, man listen I, I'm going to tell you what, man. I have never seen a Davidson – I'm going to be honest with you. I remember Davidson College being for yeah. Steph Curry and yep, stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. what I remember no, for. You're not, you're not the only one. I literally go – they're like, hey, man, when do you go to college? I'm like, 
yeah, I go to Davidson College up in North Carolina, and they give me that look, like that little hesitant, like, hold on a second, let me think about this. And then I just go, you know this, you know Steph Curry? Yeah, of course. Who doesn't know Steph Curry? It's the, his, his college. And they're like, oh, I know, I know that. I know well, that. I, the only reason I bring it up, the only reason I bring it up is because, like, I, I've been telling George, I've been writing names down, collecting names, collecting numbers as far as the football number. And I told George, you know, when, we, when we're allowed, when this COVID thing's over and we're allowed back to the office and go, I'm going to put all these jerseys up around there man so i just want you to know that um i'm always impressed with with who, all the kids that come on and all the young men that are in college doing their thing man i'm, I'm really proud of you i want you to keep going i'm gonna try i'm gonna find me a davidson college i don't know where i'm gonna find it at man but I'm gonna find i don't it. even know where i'm gonna find right, it right. <laughs> if the coaches ask man if you can ask the coaches hey i got a coach down south that's gonna pay 200 bucks for a jersey where do i get this jersey at for him or something you know let me know so i can put your jersey up man I got you. And if anything, when I'm a senior, I'll buy my jersey and I'll hand it down. Oh, man. that's Listen, man, with, with your autograph, because we're going to – George is, <laughs> is going to wear this thing. I know George. George is going to wear this thing when you're playing on Sundays. He's going to be wearing this freaking thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, man, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. What do you like to do when you're not playing football, though? Like, when you're not – how do you relax and reset your mind? Because, like you said, you got time management. I know you don't have that much time to do much, but I know you're mm -hmm. home. You're, you're back here in Tampa, so – what are some what is something that you're looking forward to like actually taking five minutes to do? You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I, I, I think it's I mean, it might be cliche, but it's family for sure. No, like, that's not that's can never be cliche, yeah, man. I, exactly. I know, but it, it's I think any time that I have downtime, it's always either friends or family. Um obviously family comes first, but just being able to, you know, take my mind off it and realize, you know, oh yeah, I'm 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 a son, you know what I mean? I got a whole family, you know, football takes up a lot, school takes a lot, but right. you know, with this whole COVID thing and coming down, you know, it's, I've been able to hang out with my dad a lot more. Um I've seen being able to see my brother play baseball, like, you know, I wasn't yeah, able to man. do that when I was up there. Um so I think just sitting down and just, you know, having family dinners and, you know, going to see my my cousins that are getting older and older um see my uncles and my aunts that i'm really close to because we have a really tight-knit family right um so i think that's the biggest thing is just when i have time it's you know re reconnect with family you know spend time with them um and it just it, it brings me down to ground zero you so. have do you have time to work out at least you, you finding time oh to yeah still yeah. doing weights Yes, sir. We have a, uh, we just got a gym installed in, I mean, it's not really a gym. It's more of just a, you know, a bench press and, and stuff like that. But Bro, I got literally I mean, three was, dumbbells and I call the, the garage my gym. So you're fine. Exactly. Oh yeah. My garage is a gym all day, every day. Right, right. Um, but with the, with the whole COVID thing, you know, obviously I went yeah. to a park before we got it. I was doing like, like pull up some monkey bars and just running around. And then we got the gym set up. So I've been able to, you know, keep my ground up, get stronger, even with all this stuff. So that's yeah, good. I've been I've been able to hit the weights. The great ones always find a way, man. So, what are you going to school for now? Um, you know, I'm still undeclared, um, but I'm probably going to take the econ route because um, private with liberal arts school, it's it's you know, there's core things you get into. It's not necessarily like you can go business and stuff like that. So, I think I'm going to do the econ route because my my dream is to you know be a sports agent since I've been in the you know the game for so long. All I know is nice. sports. Um, so I think and, you know with all the kids that I know, I mean, Dane Belton is without a doubt. I have no doubts he'll be in the NFL. Um, so, you know, all these kids that I know that I'm really close with um, to be able to, you know, provide for them and help them out. I think that's, you know, what I'm, I'm, I'm looking towards, but you know, we'll always see stuff changes, but that's, that's yeah, my but main listen, thing. Do not, do not shoot yourself short. This is going to be getting drafted. You know, everyone says that, you know, I'm not going to reach next step. So maybe I can prove it wrong once more.
the, the next thing we like to do on the show here, Jaden, is we like to play a little a little game with every athlete that we bring on. Uh, in, in the- All right, I'm competitive now. So it's a we love it. That's what we love. Questions. That's what we love. <laughs> it's a series of questions we're going to ask you to pick between this or that, and and we're going to go through them through them all, and and, and some will be going to be a little outside the box. <laughs> All right. So it, it's it's definitely a good time we have with this. So the, the first one I'm gonna ask you is, all right, when you get dressed in the morning, okay, do you go sock then your shoe, sock then your shoe, or you put both socks on then your shoes? Oh, both socks on, hundred percent. Okay, first, good. And then the shoes. Right. I knew it. So normal, so this is this is gonna kid. be this is gonna be weirder to ask, okay? Because he asked me this question, <laughs> but he didn't ask it that way. Guys, okay. you, you got a you got a PG version of that question, okay? <laughs> he literally asked me. He's like, "Listen, man, after you take a shower and you've put on your underwear, do you put your pants on and then your socks, and you put your socks on and then your pants?" So yeah. I answered like a psychopath, and I was like, "Bro, I put my socks on and then my pants." He's like, "Why?" Hey, that, that's not psychopath. I do the same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> see, see, I was like, "Bro, I, my feet are wet. I don't want. I don't. I just clean them. Yeah, I don't want anything on my cold, feet." Man, they're cold. <laughs> Air conditioning out here cold. Right. Okay, good. So I don't feel bad. Good. All right. The, the next one I have, Samsung or iPhone? iPhone. Samsung's too complicated. Do, do you do you see what I'm talking about, George? So here's another thing. Here's another thing. I told him nobody that's that's organized, that has time has management, nobody, nobody has a Samsung. Yeah, you can't. You know how many boxes you got to click to get to one app? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? My dad has the same song. I always look at him. He's like, dude, he always grabs my iPhone. He's like, this is too complicated. I'm like, what are you talking about? Literally, I'm literally, like, I have to go four buttons to look at the calendar, Dad. Yeah. Where's the calendar? I don't know what day it is. Yeah. And there's like 17 pages. You know what I mean? I don't know what's going on. You know, I'm, I'm starting to think this may be this may be an older generation thing because when we had Jordan on last week, he said the same thing about his dad. Henry has yeah. an enjoyed phone. Right. Yeah. And now, Coach you know, Jay, yes, sir. I don't, I don't yeah, know what all, it is. All, it just, it's crazy to me. All right. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Wow. Why? Wow. Why? It has, it has two sides. It I like does, but it's, but, but the way you eat it is up and down. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't turn it sideways. Oh, uh, you don't turn it sideways. What do you mean no, up and like, down? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like the bread and then the hot dogs on top of it. Do not describe you know that. I mean? like, again, the listeners can't see you. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. No. Honestly, honestly, I don't know why. I, I, that was the best. You asked me why. I didn't know we were explaining it. I just kind of just. <laughs> I just know it's not a sandwich. Yeah, it's not a sandwich. Yeah, okay. it's not my, a sandwich. Right, right. He set you up. <laughs> All right, so here's another one for you. You're at the basketball court. Okay. You make the, you make a shot. I give you a million bucks. You miss the shot. You can never text anyone ever again. Do you take the shot? All right. Can I Snapchat though? <laughs> <laughs> oh my That's god. That's a valid question. That's a valid question. I'm oh gonna say god. no. Oh my All god. Right, no. All right. Uh, you still got IG, bro. Oh, dude, I'm taking a shot then. Okay, you still got IG. Because I, I said <laughs> it to you. Gotta take, I, I said mean, it to I'm the other guys. Do, I've been working on my basketball game since being back home, so I, I, I'll take my I'll take my three shot any day. Yeah, my jump shot's fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like I mean, shoot, I got a Davidson. Yeah, I got a Davidson. You know, I'm like Steph. Yeah, got Learning some good. Got yeah. to shoot the three. Right, you got to <laughs> you got to do it. Absolutely. Instagram or Snapchat. 
Instagram. Instagram all day. You know what? We had we had a we had a kicker on uh, Andres Bogales. He was on going to Miami commit, and he said the same thing. He's like, I'm taking IG over over Snapchat. Yeah. I'm never doing this. I'm never doing that again. Snapchat's <laughs> doing... too much work. <laughs> too much work. I get lazy. And for anybody Ooh. that's a Snapchat uh, <laughs> advisor, marketing agent, just listen. These are just. These are his opinions. He he still loves you guys. He still would yeah, like to no, endorse us. Yeah. If you want to sponsor me, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I, mean? I love Snapchat. <laughs> Name and likeness is happening now. Right. I get that on there. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. All right, the last one. The last one we have for you. All right. Is a bowl of cereal. Soup. Oh, here we go. Is it soup? Yeah, bro. Is it considered soup? Nah. Why? It's not even the same, like, you know what I mean? Milk and cereal or soup broth and noodles. It's not even. (laughs) Yeah, and the temperature. Are you going to eat a soup cold? I don't think soups are cold. All of Dogan said the same thing. Jordan said the same thing. Like, you don't heat up your cereal, you crazies. Yeah, that's weirdo. I, I felt like with Jordan, when we asked him that, I know Jordan hung up with us was like, these two guys are warming up their cereal. <laughs> these two, these two old guys. Yeah, these two guys are drinking hot milk, wondering why their stomach is bubbling. Shoot, and, and cereal gets soggy nonetheless. You're going right. to heat up some cereal and some milk. You're going to just well, yeah, burst nah, a cinnamon toast crunch. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. That was this, this, and that with you, man. With Jaden man, that's awesome, man. Yeah, man. You, you. What we need to do here is, and just so you know, whenever you get time, we might have to actually bring you in and actually do a whole podcast because you're hilarious, man. Thank you, man. You're, you're I need to join the business. I need, I need right. to get in it. You got a natural act for this, man. I gotta watch Thank out you, for you in four years, that. man. That's good stuff. I appreciate that. Yeah, bro. Yeah. All right. So that's all the time we have today. Jaden, thank you again for joining, man. I appreciate you taking time out the day to, to jump on the way to show. Best of luck to Davidson. I can't wait you guys get back to the grind and, and see you again on TV. I uh, I bought a subscription to, to ESPN Network so I can watch you. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Online. Uh, but, yeah, man, I love you, brother. Thank you for joining the show, and, and, and thank you again. Uh, no, thank you for having me, Coach. Love you, man. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we got today on the clock, fans. Uh, I want to thank Jaden Pass for coming on. Uh, it was a last-minute thing. We just jumped on recording wherever we were at. Uh, he jumped on with us, on, I believe it was on Tuesday. He was such a trooper, man. Thank you for taking the time out. He was so busy uh, with his schedule and visiting. that uh, I know I know it was a great show, and I, definitely one that I'm going to remember. And from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate him. Yeah, I, I was pumped to have him. Also, you know, one of my all-time favorite youngsters growing up I, i'm excited to see him when, as he heads back to davidson and catch a 2020 season for his sophomore campaign again if you like today's podcast go ahead and hit subscribe you can find us on itunes iheart spotify and other podcast stations by simply searching on the clock you can send us an email as well if you want to join the show on the clock 20 at gmail.com and you can visit our website at fanstreamsports.com until next time You're on the clock.